Our next guest for our Kipters podcast is Ying Ying Li. She's the founder of Yingfluence, a trilingual speaker, a communication coach, a cross-cultural leader, and she has a program or process or service called Your China Green Pass. Ying Ying, thanks so much for being on our Kipters podcast. Where your story is gift to the world. Well, a huge pleasure to be here, and、um, thank you, thank you all, and. Hi from Beijing. <laughs> so you are the first person, our first guest from Beijing, China. So thank you and welcome. And what's so amazing about this podcasting? I only started about four months ago, and just yesterday we had someone from Australia. We had someone who grew up in Spain, but she's originally from Africa, and she used to work for the Chamber of Commerce. So she lives in the U.S. and she helps people get into the business of Latin America. So. We have a super international crowd, and you're continuing this tradition. So I just really appreciate you bringing your perspective to our podcast. Now, that's cool. I guess I guess I'm in the right community. Cross <laughs>、uh, cultural, cross cultural background. I love to connect with more professionals from here. Yeah, so I'm always fascinated because I I'm ethically Chinese. I was born and raised in New York City. My parents from Hong Kong, so I always had a very deep. Appreciation and understanding of Chinese culture because I am Chinese, but also America.、Mm-hmm. So it seems like you, since you grew up in China and you have、yeah. lived in America, you have a, a similar background. But it's interesting because you started there and you came here, and I started here and I went there. So I'm just curious, what, in a very basic level, do you do you most appreciate about Americans, the American culture? Well, I'll come to say the. Respect for being a human over there, and、um, the freedom, as well as the the faith, and basically the whole culture over there is really encouraging for building one's entrepreneurship. For me, I started my business in the United States, and I think because the culture really shaped and helped me a lot, I really appreciate that. To be able to、uh, create my own business in the United States. That's great. And what's one thing that perhaps a lot of Americans, because like I've been to China dozens of times, traveled to many many cities, so I'm very familiar with the Chinese culture. Even though I am ethnically Chinese, but that doesn't mean much if you grow up and were born here. I have a lot of friends that are of Chinese descent, but they've never gone anywhere outside of the U.S. or never really spoke the language. I can actually speak three dialects. So, what for、okay. the Americans or even Non-Chinese people, what do you hope that they know about China? Like, what's one or a few things that you truly admire about the Chinese culture? I would say several keywords over here, but the keywords here is about harmony. And we,、uh, based on this word harmony, we it's like umbrella, but under that we can come with some keywords like face culture, relationship building. Family oriented, and、um, it's it's really about actually building a harmonious community. I think that's one of the typical culture here. Coming to China, understanding the fundamental, why is that important for Chinese people's life? It's it's vital. It's vital actually. Yeah, no, that's great because I I always tell people because I I speak around the world and I actually use some Chinese characters, but. One thing I always reference is family. If I say to you, "Well, Hui Jia," the Jia is literally family and home. So in the Chinese culture, whether you're here in the States where I am, or you're in Beijing, 
It's the yeah. same exact word. And I think people are so blown away when everyone thinks that they're close to their family or in a culture is close, but our very word in Chinese has the same exact meaning for family and home. So they're always like shocked, like, whoa. Yeah, and it goes back to the collectivist culture here. It's probably you know that um, we are leaving, we're both really, really focused on putting the collective, collective culture first which also is one of the biggest difference uh, between U.S. and China. Um, in, in the U.S., mostly more individualistic, right? And here, whatever we say, whatever we do, kind of put a larger community into perspective first, and then we put our own interests or um, objectives second. Basically, that's a very, very important over here. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about your business, Influence, and you're, you're a trilingual speaker. So what, what specific languages do you speak? Well, Mandarin, por, um, Mandarin English, and Portuguese. Wow. <laughs> Where did you learn Portuguese? I was in Brazil for anos. I live in Brazil for two years working and helping Confucius Institute. I was mainly teaching Chinese and uh Chinese business culture for Brazilians. So I grabbed Portuguese over there. Wow. <laughs> so let's let's talk about your actual skill set and your expertise because so many business owners, including some of my clients, have inquired mm -hmm. and I've consulted with relative to going to China. And going back to what you're saying, you know, there's a very deep cultural difference. So what do you feel are some suggestions and advice you have for American business people, European business people, or people that might want to work with China in terms of your skill set of cross-cultural awareness? What are some, some, I guess, from a business standpoint? So we talked about culture on a more macro standpoint, but as you coach some of your clients, what are some specific things you might share with them? Just very tactical, strategic, very hands-on sure. advice you might give. Sure. I always say here, culture intelligence, CQ, is a critical to the next generation of global leadership. When I say soul, I truly mean it. What is cross-cultural, what does cultural intelligence mean here? It Alistair uh, has four pillars. First of all, a culture drive. Like if you are coming to China, ask yourself, what is the specific motivation behind this? Do you have desire to learn the cultural differences? And what is that? And secondly, cultural knowledge so if no matter which culture come from but you come to china you got to understand what is differences between chinese culture and your own culture and be able to express articulate that thirdly put your drive and knowledge into a strategy either by connecting with the trust portal the, the people who you believe could be a friend here in china form a partnership joint venture or the connect with the connectors, the super connectors in China, or you form your own specific business plan to be integrated in a larger ecosystem, no matter it's Alibaba or Tencent or those giant um, tech network in China. Um, and all in all, and after that, you could take all this into planning for your action, which is the, your steps. In that case, you probably need some help, but find the most culturally intelligent um, cross-cultural um, agencies or cross-cultural professionals. Or, or find you. Help you with that. <laughs> find, yeah. find Yin Ying, and she's on a podcast. So 
I want to really stress this point because for the longest time, whether you're reading a Dale Carnegie book about how to win friends and influence people, or the more recent one with Daniel Kahneman, who is an expert in emotional intelligence, they have said oh. consistently that EQ is, IQ is not as important as EQ, or in your case, CQ in a sense. But I want our listeners to really understand that because too many people just go in with a certain plan and a solution and they don't really spend the time to research who the people are. And in your case, it's a, it's a great first step process to really say, hey, look, I want to understand. I want to be curious. I want to know the culture because unfortunately, you know, our media paints a certain picture of China, of the yeah. U.S. And unfortunately, exactly. like, it, it's not always an accurate picture. And, and I can attest since I've been to dozens of cities in China and I, I am so amazed at the culture and now great granted i am ethically chinese but you know if you go to shanghai you get this more cosmopolitan feel but if you just go off to hangzhou it's like this beautiful lake yeah. you go to suzhou you have these beautiful <laughs> gardens and you yeah. can go to the a tea uh, village so there's just so much beauty in in china so i think i hope our listeners recognize how unique of an opportunity you have for them because culturally it's amazing but from a business standpoint it really helps to have yeah. someone like you on their side to just walk them through some of the nuances. Exactly. Just come to China. Just come to China. Not just come to Beijing and Shanghai and Hong Kong. Come to the second, the third, and fourth, fifth tier cities in China. Look how beautiful the countryside could be. And look how simple Chinese people could be. I was always saying this is very important because media from both China, uh, Chinese media or the Western media, we turn not really understand each other well, but we are very good just just showcasing what we know in the way we believe are most effective. But here is a communication gap between China and the U.S. because the way Chinese people look at ourselves and the Chinese people look at how the world look at us are quite different. Most of the time when I engage with people from all over the world, I, there's a huge gap between understanding and building trust. So for the rest of the world, and they, they turn to look China at a specific cultural lens based on their ideology and their education and their environment. And, and Chinese as a nation is not truly a very communic communicative culture or civilization. Uh, based on our history, right? There's a fundamental thing between how Chinese communicate itself to the world and how the world understands us. So that's why I want people to better and by doing more research, connecting with cross-cultural influencers, literally get objective perspectives from diverse communities. And then we can bring the best to the world to show, oh, this is how truly cross-cultural education should be done. That's my work. That's that's perfect. We, we literally are done with our podcast time, and that's a perfect way to end it. <laughs> how can <laughs> our you. guest, Yin Yang, stay with, in touch with you? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for helping me, for allowing me to share my thoughts. How, do, how can our guest stay in touch with you? I'll you stay in touch Instagram, with you, Instagram, LinkedIn. Yeah, and you can stay in touch with us by looking at our website and also send us emails and follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn. It's just just type influence or type my name, Ying Ying Li. You could find me very active, <laughs> actively um, engaging on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and then 
send me a message. Love to discuss with every one of you more. Great. Thank you so much. And I'll, I'll end with one final thing. What I love about the Chinese language, I went to Chinese school、okay. for 13 years, is that for all of our guests out there, there is no goodbye in Chinese. It's just 再见 which literally means we'll meet again. So though Yingying and I、yeah. have never met, I hope to meet you soon. 再见 definitely. All right. For sure. Have a great day, Yingying. See you. Bye bye. <laughs> See you. Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com.